Mike Kliss uh, of Nine News joins us here. Mike, we appreciate your time. We know you put out uh, an article here just moments before we got on the air. We bumped up your interview time about an hour so we could touch base with you. Go ahead and catch our listeners up with what you released a little over an hour ago. Yes, uh, D'Amico Ryans is definitely a top, if not the top, uh, candidate that the Broncos are looking for in this uh, head coaching search. And, um, you know, he's it's between uh, the Broncos and Houston. Houston, uh, you know, the what I've been told is Houston's very interested in him also. So we'll see how that uh, all breaks down. But, uh, you know, I, I think Dan Quinn is uh, – is there and Sean Payton's not uh, completely eliminated and, and Jim Caldwell they're still talking to you know Penner has talked even though he's had just the one interview with with the eight candidates um, or seven I guess I should say he's you know he's been in contact uh, with these guys and um, you know since then to get a feel for them to uh, to get to know the candidates a little better and D'Amico is uh, someone they're very, very impressed with. You know, he's – I know he's they, – they wanted experience, but uh, this guy, you know, with, with his – as thin as his resume is, it's very impressive. Um, people are speaking very highly of him and kind of comparing him to, uh, to Mike Tomlin when he came out 16 years ago and – uh, you know some of these other some of these other coaches. Uh, you know Zach Taylor uh, came out, uh, even though he's an offensive guy. Uh, he had a very thin resume, and it worked out for him. So they they Penner wasn't uh, close minded to the experience. He kept an open mind, and D'Amico Ryan's uh, you know came to the forefront uh, at least right now. He's he's someone that I that I do believe they would like to reel in. Mike, there are two uh, different ways to become the top candidate. One is you're the top candidate at 10 o'clock at night at the first drink, and the other one is it's 2 o'clock and the lights are coming on and you're settling your tab. Uh, which one is it here with, with D'Amico Ryans? Was it, uh, man, the, the top ones are gone, or how, how does this go? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out here. Uh, I usually don't know what I'm doing when the tab comes at 2, I guess. So I'll I'll go with the former that it's uh, well look I, I don't know how, I don't know what to do with that uh, metaphor or analogy but uh, well I think what he's asking go, is I mean I think what he's asking is Mike we've had radio silence for about five or six days and we're trying to figure out was D'Amico Ryan's the uh, five or six days ago was this ownership group burning as hot as they are today on him or did other stuff not fall the way that they wanted and you've arrived at this point. I think uh, I think the fact that there was radio silence and you had one candidate um, that was left playing in the uh, uh, championship game, and you can't talk to him till next week. Uh, I, you know, I think they'd settled on this for a while. I, I, I think that explains the radio silence. You know that uh, uh, D'Amico Ryan's uh, they couldn't talk to him. And uh, you just had to be patient. There's there's nothing you can do. You know, you, you, you can't talk. Once, uh, uh, you know, they talked to him Thursday of last week, and that was the last chance to talk to him until after the championship game now. 
So, um, you know, that first of all, uh, it should have been putting two and two together that he was the top candidate. And then, uh, you know, I've, I've uh, pretty much uh, talked to some people where uh, I'm, you know, that he, he is, He's a he's a front runner. Let's put it that way. The leader in the clubhouse. So yeah, okay. So I'll well take your word for it. Here we we heard some of this yesterday that he was gaining momentum, and here you come out, um, sort of um, you know, matching up and synchronizing what what we heard yesterday. But you say like we should have put two and two together here. Mike, it wasn't more than five, four or five days ago that the reporting was Sean Payton and the Broncos are moving towards each other. I mean, these were these were legitimate reports from legitimate reporters saying that, hey, these these guys are they're moving in the same direction, and it's a super 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 with a capital S convenient thing that D'Amico is still coaching that would explain the radio silence. But during that time, we've had other reporting contradicting that. And also, you're going to have to forgive me, man. It is really hard for me to reconcile that the aim at the start of this coaching search revolved around one word, experience. And D'Amico, in the most literal sense, is the least experienced candidate. Not saying he's not the right candidate. Not saying he can't have success. But the aim at the start of the search within the past 10, 14 days was the central theme, and not only does he not have the head coaching experience, which what the ownership group was looking for, he's got the least amount of coaching just experience in general that since me and Stokely have been on the air here in Denver, he was the defensive quality control coach. So it's hard for me to to reconcile the aim and then where the ownership group is landing within a two-week span. Well, they they did swing. Uh, there were two big candidates going into this search. I mean, two of the 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 highest profile and most successful candidates, the strongest candidates, maybe in in twenty years. Um, you yep. know, since Belichick and Parcells yep. were exchanging uh, jobs in Harbaugh and Sean Payton, and Penner and the Broncos put both of those guys on their list. Um, but they wanted to go through the uh, uh, go through the process. You know, they didn't. Uh, maybe they were the leaders uh, going into this search. Uh, Harbaugh uh, was a. And both the, the problem was both of them had uh, strings attached. Harbaugh with his university, his alma mater, and was under contract with. Uh, and even though he wants a new contract, still a pretty solid, strong contract with Michigan coming off uh, a lot of success and when it's your alma mater i think that uh tugs on you emotionally and you know the heartstrings a little bit more than uh say had he been you know the 49ers head coach uh like he was uh 10 12 years ago so um you know there there was extenuating circumstances with him and he decided to go back uh, to his school and and the Broncos, you know the process was a little. Regardless of whether uh, Greg Penner was deliberate and methodical in this process, you know the NFL, um, you know with the Rooney Rule, um, interviewing uh, two uh, uh, two external minority uh, coaches. I mean, it's uh, the NFL has set this thing up so you have to be methodical. It takes a couple of weeks to get through 
uh, all the interviews. And and Penner was, you know, he he wanted to to sit down and and meet with all these guys. And I'm not sure Harbaugh, especially after last year, when he thought he was getting the Minnesota job and he didn't get it. I I think that you know he didn't want to go through that again, to where you know he lost out to Sean Payton. It was probably what he what he might have been thinking. You know, to go through this process and wait two weeks uh, while they're trying to recruit, um, and, and, you know, so he made the decision rather, you know, after about a week, that was enough. He wanted a decision one way or the other, and so he went back to Michigan. And then Sean Payton, um, I'm not exactly sure where things, um, and and from what I understand, Sean Payton is still alive in this process, but. Um, you know, there there are a couple of reasons why the Broncos uh, backed off, and and really the there's some real strong strings attached to him with the draft picks, and and the draft picks by itself I don't think would have would have prevented the Broncos, but the fact that they gave up draft picks last year, now you got two years in a row you're going to give up uh, you know multiple uh, draft picks, including. Uh, upwards at least three possibly four first round draft picks that's that's just hard to do and uh, you know I think there were other reasons besides that I you know maybe Greg Penner just uh, you know I I don't know where it stands with Sean Payton but um, they did Mike Mike did cancel that interview or or they, they didn't cancel the interview they never really set the interview and and the reports you were getting if I'm not mistaken uh, came from the uh, reporters that were that were from the Sean Payton camp, if it, as it were. What I was gathering all along was that I never cons- I never thought Sean Payton was a leader in the clubhouse at any time during this process. I never did. I, I think they were I think they were close. I think they were thinking about it, um, but I think he was uh, he might have been tied for first uh, for a couple days. But I never got the uh, I never got the sense in talking to the people I have that he was the slam dunk leader. Mike, Mike, a couple times during your um, response there, you said there's some other stuff with Sean Payton. You said there's a couple different things. You referenced the draft picks. We all know that. But you said there's a couple other things. We had a couple hosts here come on mm-hmm. the air and say that the ownership group might have bristled at a couple personal off-the-field things with Sean Payton. Can you provide uh, or shed any light to that? No, no. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get into any of that. I, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, sometimes there's pers- personality. I think it's not not off-field stuff necessarily, just personality and fit and what you're looking for. And, you know, uh, Penner... Penner comes from the corporate world and, you know, at the CEO type. And, you know, there's a certain kind of CEO he's looking for to run the whole, to kind of oversee the whole football operations of the building. And maybe for, you know, whatever reason, he just didn't quite see a fit there. And I I can't get uh, specific because I don't know any specifics. It just, um, you know, maybe there's not a match and, it does appear like, uh, you know, it does appear like right now anyway, uh, you know, Sean Payton's probably heading back to, to Fox and, uh, you know, for a year. 
you know, you you want to know about motivation for a guy. You know, if if, if the guy's, uh, you know, is he motivated by money? You kept you kept hearing these twenty to twenty five million dollars salaries. Um, it, it's it's not unreasonable to ask for that, but is that you you wonder when you hear that is that the is that the reason why he's uh, motivated to get back into coaching? Hey, um, so yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't know the specifics, but. Um, uh, it wasn't, uh, from what I understand, it wasn't just the compensation where they just, where they cooled down a little bit on them. Hey, Mike, if I had to rank the nine candidates, and I'm going to include Jerry Rossberg in there, if I had to rank the nine candidates based on their ability to quote-unquote fix Russ, I think D'Amico Ryans would be ninth. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I just think he'd be ninth. Is it fair for me to uh, interpret from this news in this direction that the ability to quote-unquote fix Russ wasn't that big of a motivation for the uh, for for Greg Penner and company during this process? Well, they'll have to, um, you know, his offensive coordinator, and uh, I guess I don't understand why he would be ninth when, um, you know, his defense is uh, number number one. I mean, he's been a he's been a defensive coordinator twice or for two years, and he's, uh, you know, he's in the final four two years in a row. And uh, I, I think they were number three in scoring defense last year, or our total defense. He's not the ninth best candidate. I, I, he's been he's been my guy for ever since Harbaugh backed out a, a week ago Monday. But I think in okay. terms of fixing Russell Wilson, he's ninth. Oh, like Jim Caldwell worked with you know quarterbacks, and he just he there's no obvious plan for how he's going to fix Russell Wilson. I guess is my point, which is not a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. I just wanted to make sure I was interpreting that right. Yeah, you know, I think I think with uh, D'Amico Ryan's, it's more about uh, the leader. Uh, sure. Greg Penner is, is seeing a um, a special leader here, and I know that's hard to quantify, and that's something uh, you know you need a little bit of your your gut. But you know, uh, he he did go in with an open mind. Obviously, if D'Amico Ryan's uh, and he is uh, the front runner here. Um, he, you know, and he talked about it at that press conference when uh, Hackett was fired. You know, he was wanting a dynamic leader. Um, I can't remember exactly the words, but it was kind of a CEO type that he was looking for to oversee the uh, entire operation. And um, I think, I think they think D'Amico Ryan's is someone special. I mean, he's been a leader. You know, you hear about he was a leader uh, his rookie year with Houston. Um, he was, he was drafted by the way, by Gary Kubiak and played six years for Gary Kubiak. Yep. Um, I'm guessing that Gary Kubiak uh, probably put in a, a good word on D'Amico Ryan's, whether he can, um, he comes from the 49ers, you know, uh, but the team, the Broncos have uh, strong ties with, uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And, um, you know, I, so I'm, I'm sure he got the right recommendations, as far as his ability to lead and ability to be a head coach. And uh, I don't know the guy. I'm just saying that uh, around the league, um, there's a lot of people thinking this guy's special uh, as far as his ability to lead a room full of men. All right. Wow. Um, this thing continues to take twists and turns here in the last couple of weeks. And 
here we are at another uh, a, a new angle uh, as D'Amico Ryans is um, rising to the top of the candidate group. Mike, we appreciate your time, appreciate your reporting, and we'll catch up with you this time next week. Go get them, guys. See you, Mike. All right, that was Mike Kliss of Nine News on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. There is a lot to react to, and we'll do it next.